and welcome to the Pebble Hills English One Remote Learning Podcast. My name is Matthew Munden. And Chris Cortez. Uh, we'll get the intro. I don't know. I, sometimes I don't know whether I'm going to throw it to you. Like, it's like, and I'm joined Some, by. Yeah, it's like yeah a, <laughs> sometimes you introduce me and I'm joined always. I already know the, the way you do it. You set yeah, it up the, like, joined as always is my co-host. And, and then, then yeah. you wait. Yeah. It's uh, all right. Uh, yeah, it's a, hey, this is you, episode gotten, like seven or something. <laughs> You've gotten the voice down perfect, though. Hello again, and yeah, I can't. Guess. I I can't do that because then right away, like my voice will just like automatically change. Like I'll forget. Like I'm radio voice. The um, my like I have a like I have, I have a favorite podcast. It's called GFW Radio. It's no longer like I don't think you can find it anywhere. It was uh, a game. Uh, GFW stand stood for Games for Windows. But mm. this is where, like, they would just talk about random things. They would occasionally talk about video games, but most of the time they just have, like, weird conversations about nothing. And, uh-huh. like, I saved, like, I have a subscription to iTunes Match where you, they upload all of my music that's on my computer to the iCloud. Right. Just four, because I have all, like, however, 100 or so episodes of that podcast saved. You can, like, Google it, find clips of it on YouTube. It is my favorite podcast. Uh, so many of those, like, co-hosts have gone on to, like, work for Blizzard or other video game, com- like, companies. Uh, but that's where they got the whole, hello and welcome to, like, that's... Oh, is that where you got that from? That's the origin tale to the, to my, um, my welcome, or my nice. opening. We need to make... We're going to make a movie, like, you know how there's that king speech where the king learns how to, like, not stutter or whatever? Yeah, but... Like, that's going to, there's going to be your version of that, and it's going to be, um... The hello and welcome. Podcast. Yeah, the so I don't have to, l- I don't have welcome. a lisp. Yeah, it's gotten good. It's gotten yeah, yeah. good. Okay. Um, so, how have you been? <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm not bad. Um, I'm noticing, like, a lot of people are, um, like, around my neighborhood, they're, they're going out a lot more. Like, it seems like, like they're trying to get like fit. Okay. And there's like, there's a couple of like people who just walk down the street and then they walk right back into their house, but it's progress. You know, you can yeah, see that yeah. they're trying to make a conscious effort to be active. Um, it's funny. Cause I actually, I actually ran into a student of mine while running at night and it like, I'm running and at night, obviously down my road, um, it's one of the worst lit road. Like it's not even lit at all. Um, there's no overhang light. Like there's nothing. It's, oh, it's super okay. dark. But in my neighborhood, they have like this nice little winding kind of like walking road and it's pretty wide. So I'm running and I always have my cell phone out and I have the light on. So just in case anybody's coming and I can't see them. Um, but I see like this light and it looks like it's like on a bike almost. And um, I have my headphones on so I, I can't really hear anything. But then I know it's a bike, like it's obvious, like it's a bike. And it like swerves really ugly, like it looked like somebody actually fell. And as, a, as I'm walking closer, I'm like, I should probably like help in some way. So I like take off my headphone and I'm like, is everything all right? And I can finally hear the, I can finally hear what's going on. And it's like a mom and daughter, um, like laughing. And then I guess the mom was trying to teach the daughter how to ride some scooter. Okay. And then, like, in the middle of all that, like, the, the older lady, the, the mom was obviously talking to me about it. And in the middle of all that, I just heard, Mr. Cortez? And then I was <laughs> like, who is that? I can't see. Like, it's, like, a weird moment because, like, I have my light, like, my phone light to, like, look at them. Yeah. The, their light is, like, on me, so I can't really see their faces. But it, it turned out to be a student, which was kind of nice because, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen, you know, anybody from, from work, uh, you guys, and and uh you know friends and stuff so i just you know it was a little interesting that uh interesting thing that happened but um it's getting hotter it's getting hotter as we as we keep going through this and it's windy so i thought like oh if i open up my doors and it'll be real nice and it's like there's a whole lot of dirt in my my house now but it's not that none of that wind seems to like really like freshen up the house so oh yeah no pretty uh, hot I like uh, I was mentioning before we started recording. I was right. cleaning up, like like do, like organizing my closet and trying to like, and I'm being really picky about like the way I organize my closet. I have like a whole stack of like Star Wars T-shirts and uh, comic book T-shirts and uh, 
other t I don't have anything professional apart from what I wear to work. It's a bunch right. of like random t-shirts. Um, but it's got, organized. It's organized now. I went then I was doing like the professional stuff by like color, uh, like like blue shirts, white shirts, yeah, all that. Um, you got a lot of time. I mean, yes, we all I do. Got, but. Yeah. But then like I was when I was doing that, I was like, it's like, like man, I it is really warm. Like I was starting to get like kind of like like just groggy, like sleepy. And uh, I went and laid down, fell asleep, and then I woke up and I had like a little fan by my bed and it was just blowing hot air on me. And I'm just like, oh. I like, I feel like I'm like, I'm melting in, like I was covered in sweat. I'm like, I'm like, this is horrifying. And then oh, I was man. wishing uh, to Cortez, I'm getting my cooler turned on tomorrow. So hopefully I won't uh, have a mini heat stroke in my bedroom. Yeah, you were saying last, uh, you know, you were saying earlier that it's that you're barely getting like refrigerated air. Yeah, dude, I, mean, I am. I am so spoiled. Like, I've gotten used to like first world like comforts. <laughs> so like refrigerated air, like I don't go to my my aunt's house or my grandma's house anymore because they just have like swamp coolers and stuff. Not that they're. I mean, <laughs> that's just what people have. Yeah. But me, I'm. I mean, I'm a big dude and. I'm always hot. Like when my mom comes over, she's always like telling me like it's super freezing in my house and I'm like, it needs to be cooler in here. Like I still have the AC and fans on. Dude, there's just there's no way. Like here in Phoenix, like if you don't have refrigerated air, like I'm miserable. Like annoyingly miserable. I will tell you I'm hot until like the problem is solved. Well, I was talking so to us dealing with that is is amazing. I was talking to a student earlier today over like a, like a little video conference over Teams, and I don't know how this got brought. Right. I think I mentioned it like because I, I was like when I got home after like picking up lunch, it was I was like boiling, so I kept having to turn on like every fan I had nearby just to not like pass out in front of everyone on a video conference. So I was talking right. to my student about like, hey, there's like this movie or the the movie adaptation of The Great Gatsby, the one with uh, DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. Yeah, and like there's a scene, like I don't really like that movie. I love the book, but the movie, I personally, I'm just like, I'm like, this is not like what I wanted from this. Yeah, <laughs> this. when there's a hot room. Is that <laughs> yeah, and like it's a, it's, a, it's a fan with a piece of ice. And that's yes. the only thing I remember of that movie. Because I'm like, I thought it was like, it's like, oh, it must be awful back then. <laughs> I, was, I was hot too when I was watching that. I was like... <laughs> Is Leonardo DiCaprio like just hot in here? Is it what's going? On? And his face was all red. I got hot during that movie, and I was just like, "That that must have been the worst time to be like in New York because of all their concrete buildings and everything is steel. Like it just would have been obnoxiously hot in that freaking room. I I, I can't do it. And then it's not I like the, it. the decade after got better. It's just like a not like not True. a great time to be. Yeah. You're right. I wouldn't have made it. I wouldn't have made it. I honestly think like I I I just I would have been left behind somewhere or a lot skinnier, I don't know. Is that why you shaved it up? Oh yeah, no, no, no. Well, that and also like I um like I'm like whenever when I'm going to stores, I'm trying to wear a mask stuff like that. And then I just yeah, read yeah, articles yeah. about like okay, like if you have facial hair, it's not going to it's not a, like it's not uh, a good idea to have that with the mask cuz it's, it's not it's not creating as as good of a barrier so i'm like i'm like right. you know what i'm going to go ahead and do this it's getting warm anyway i'm yeah so well i mean i don't i don't really go anywhere not even like i did the shopping where you pick up from walmart like that's how kind of freaked out i am about stuff but um yeah, everybody was saying like, "Is it hot? Is that why you? Is that why I shaved my hair?" And I was like, "Oh no!" Like, I've kind of been wanting to do that for a while. And um, a couple of students have mentioned it too. Have brought it up. Um, um, the Dragon Ball character, uh, oh. Krillin, the bald one. Okay. I had a student draw like some very badly done glasses and like a beard, and was like kind of mocking me. But I thought it was hilarious. I'll try to put that. I'll try to put that picture up somewhere, but I, I think, um, yeah. I think they like published like, um, I'm trying to think of what like news, I think it might, like, might've been like CNN like, like, or BBC. That's like the only two sites I've been kind of going to, but they published mm -hmm. some article about like how the buzz cut it, or the, your hairdo is now uh, coming mm -hmm. back into style. And like mm -hmm. they were like, for some reason they showed like a, probably like a decade old picture of, 
uh, Brad Pitt when he had the same like shaved hairstyle. I'm like, this is a very strange article, but why not? This isn't about yeah. anything depressing. Yeah. Well, I've seen something about like how obviously um, hair salons and barbers are obviously closed, so people are just are just doing the next like easiest thing. Um, it had it was actually something I wanted to do before um, this whole thing happened. I was even talking to Coach Pry in the office um, that last week, and I I had mentioned it like I was like I think I want to shave my head, and he's like you're not gonna do it, and then I ended up doing it, but. Um, I figured if it didn't look good, I wasn't going to have to see anybody for a while. So yeah. um, you just it made like a sense. mask on for the podcast or a hat or, or a beanie. Okay. Uh, beanies, beanies or hats. No, nah, but it, it actually like, cause I don't know if you know this, but if you, well, you've gone kind of, Oh yeah, no, I've, I've shaved my head completely before. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Just... When you, like, if you'd never had like short hair, like your skin just feels like it's like super sensitive to like any kind of like wind or whatever. So when I cut it, like all my hair was just like kind of falling on my lap or whatever. And um, I was, I was, uh, I think I stepped outside to throw out trash or whatever. And it just felt like my head was like brand new. Like it just, it felt fresh. So I was like, oh, it's kind of a perfect time because it's getting, it's getting kind of hot now outside. Yeah. Like I, whenever I would, like, and I've, I've shaved my, actually, this is, I think the first year I, like, haven't shaved my head yet. Normally I would shave my head in March for some reason. Mm. I don't, I never understood why, but I, like, one of my best friends uh, would always say, like, why, like, you're always coming over to my house bald whenever it's my birthday. And then he has right. in March, so I'm just like, I'm like, I guess I'm keep shaving my head in March for some reason. And then last year yeah. I, uh, I dyed my hair for a, for some reason i forgot like uh my students did well uh my oh, retester class did well right. so i like bleached my hair and i'm like there's yeah, yeah, no coming yeah. back from this so i just shaved it during the summer um True. but it's always cool like whenever i like i would go to a store i'd feel like i was john locke from the show lost like just mm. like because he, he's like a bald character on Lost. Oh, he's okay. my one of my favorite characters in any medium and that will probably be a good segue at some point uh to our yeah. actual topic but like i just felt yeah. like i'm like oh i feel cool like this like so yeah yeah no i, I mean it, it works it works i remember that but um yeah that is a good little segue into <laughs> into the topic um this week uh the kids for the the near potter are going over they're finishing up or they're close to finishing up uh the hobbit and then um, there's a couple of activities that are about uh, direct and indirect characterization. So I thought um, I thought it'd be fun if we kind of talked about like the little subtle, either like a a character that we either loved that that was um, displayed, um, you know, physically uh, as part of their character, or if there was like some kind of little little twist. Um, to either a character's appearance or name or just like any little subtleties in a character's um, development uh, that if you wanted to talk about. Yeah, sure, yeah. Um, well, like what comes to mind are like some of my favorite characters in like at least pop culture are the mm -hmm. ones that when you see them the first time, you're not getting the complete story. And then as you, as you learn more about them, uh, mm -hmm. you just like you're like, you have a better understanding of the plot and that that was a very vague definition like that's any character really but like right so like better uh like a better example is this there's this old movie uh the usual suspects and yes. spoilers for like that's a, a good no that's a good that's a good movie to bring up i i should have thought of that but yeah definitely spoil like you're ruining it right you're yeah i'm it? okay so this is spoilers for like a 24 year old movie uh so, and like honestly yeah. they've and like the thing is, if like they've done this tr this twist so many times, and uh, scary I'm movie. sure, yeah, scary like even like episodes of Community have done like similar stuff. Oh, really? It's, like mm -hmm. they've um, like I like there's a bunch of things that do this, but you're getting right. a, uh, the story is being told by this character. Um, his name's Lester something, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Um, but like, it's Kyler so or Kaiser Sose or he's whatever. He's talking about a guy named Kaiser yeah, he, Sose, he's, and he's talking like, about him. and you're just like, and like, he's he's kind of an unreliable narrator at times. You see, like, what the detective uh, questioning him experienced mm -hmm. and what he's experienced aren't really matching up. But like, there's just like, it's just like, okay, that's just the way 
Like it's kind of, um, there's a movie Rashomon about how people view different um, events a little bit different. So you're kind of just like, okay, that's just the way they viewed their scenario. At the mm-hmm. end of the movie, the detective, as he lets the guy go, he's start thinking about everything, and you slowly start picking up that all of the things that this character has told him have been in the room at, in different places, to the point where he realizes the name of this, like, mob boss that he gave him, Kaiser Soze, is actually right. in, like, the bottom of a mug, and, like, that, he just got all of that, and he's walking off, and this guy has a limp, they're, um, He's, uh, the way he carries himself uh, is, like, he's supposed to be kind of uh, weak, but as he's walking away, his limp goes away, he straightens up his posture, and it is a new character, and it's just the way that uh, he knew how he, like, how to act to get everyone to uh, feel sorry for him, so they wouldn't even suspect that he is actually a bad guy. Right. Yeah, that, that was a great movie to, to bring up, um, which kind of connects like how you were saying that there's a lot of movies that do that. Right when you said that, the first thing that came to mind was obviously um, Scary Movie. And Scary Movie, it's a, you know, it's a movie about, um, they're, it's a satir, uh, they're... Um, Making fun of. Like... The, yeah, it's a, it's a satirization of mm-hmm. horror flicks, right? Is that a word? That yeah, sure, yeah. Word? I mean, it's, it's like I've, it's I've a brought satire. up a brought up yeah. the example of Naked Gun before, but let's go ahead and yes. bring up <laughs> Scary so, Movie. For something a little bit more, um, I mean, because it's not even that much more recent, you know, it, it only it maybe came out like a few years after The Usual su- uh, usual Suspects, but the same thing happens. Like, they're trying to find out who this killer is. Um, Doofy is like the, you know, the um, mentally impaired cop who nobody would suspect is like the killer. And then that's like the big twist at the end is, like his limp goes away and then he starts, he's like this really cool guy, you know, um, but it turns out he was like the killer all along. So when you said that there's other things that brought it up, that that's immediately the first thing. Cause I actually saw a scary movie before I saw the usual suspect. Okay. That was um, one of Brian Singer's first movies, right? The dude who ended up doing uh, X-Men um, like and, yeah. X-Men and then a few of like the DC movies. Right. I think, I think he only did, did he? one Superman returns. He didn't do Watchmen? Who did Watchmen? Uh, Zack Snyder. There you go, Zack Snyder. Yeah. Um, so when I was thinking about like direct and indirect characterization, again, the, the thing I try to explain to students because it, it, it just, it always kind of like confuses them. Um, direct characterization is stuff like the obvious stuff. Like what is a character wearing? Um, what do they look like? What are their names? Um, indirect characterization is the stuff that like an author will show us about a character. So I always use the example, if you're reading a short story and it says, um, you know, let's just say I'm a, hypothetically, I'm a character in a novel and you're reading a sentence and it says, Chris Cortez is funny. That would be like a direct characterization because the author is telling you word for word that I am funny. It doesn't leave you to, you know, have to come up with that yourself. Um, whereas indirect characterization, if I'm reading a sentence and, um, you know, the, the story goes, again, I'm still a character. Instead of saying Chris Cortez is funny, um, if you are reading a story and it says Chris Cortez told a joke and everyone in the room laughed, now you have, you know, things where you pick up in the story that tells you the author wants me to know that this character is funny. Yeah. So you have to come up with it as a reader. Um, and thinking about a couple of things, and I know I had told you, like, all right, like, let's find other characters that that aren't in Star Wars, although there are little subtle things that you could, that, you know, you could use, you could use what a character looks like. I also brought up like the idea of a name, Darth Vader, right? Mm-hmm. The name, right? Darth is a take on the word dark. So it's trying to sound like, you know, they're bad guys. Yeah. So they're giving you that instance where it's trying to play on the, your idea of hearing the word dark, but Vader um, is Dutch for father. So the word oh. Vader, like, would kind of ruin, you know, the next couple of movies. So I think George, George Lucas, you know, if he had it gone, picked up for, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, the two extra movies, um, he might not have been able to play it out. But there's always that in there. So even in the name, you have a hint at the character's, you know, possible role at a story. So that, that happened. Um, well, like, Roto, that- 
I was going to say really quick on the name, there is a Netflix yeah. show that um, it was, um, I think it's something like vaguely religious, like the, like a, like a Messiah comes back, like comes and he's saying that he is uh, Jesus or something. Like or like that he, yeah, yeah. yeah, but like the name, like he has this like weird mm-hmm. name. So mm-hmm. then um, people that speak Arabic, like they saw the name and it's like the name mm-hmm. literally translates to false prophet. So they started really? like they like the like people said like oh okay and then apparently Netflix got mad and like started like blocking people that were posting it but it's just like no it's just like this is literally what the person's name means right. in Arabic it doesn't make any sense like you're like it would be like if some if like the like so like, like the if, twist is out yeah it, it would be like if like someone was going to be a villain in a movie and they called him Mr. Bad Guy and we we're all supposed to be like I think that guy's the bad guy <laughs> exactly exactly so uh, keeping with that idea, I was looking up because I was trying to figure out there's a lot of, you know, connections mythologically, um, a lot of Greek myth um, tied to like Lord of the Rings. Um, Frodo's name um, comes from an old English form uh, of a word Frode or something like that. And it, it just basically means like wise and experienced. So like there's instances like where you're saying that show um, like the whole premise of that show is like, you don't know if this dude's like a prophet or not, or if he really is Jesus or, you know, if he's just pretending, but in the name, there's that hint that leads you to, you know, a certain characterization because mm-hmm. that's just the role that it plays. The one character I had in mind, and it's a movie that I think we've talked about, but we've never really like gotten into like the, you know, the really fine details of it is No Country for Old Men. Okay. A Coen Brothers movie their antagonist's name is Anton Sugar. And they play, like, there's even, like, a joke that, that is in the movie um, where uh, it takes place in uh, Texas and uh, little little counties in Texas. And um, so they obviously, the characters have, like, a thicker accent. Um, but here you have a character whose last name sounds like Sugar. He is the bad guy. So you would think like sugar and sweet, like how would, how would that fit? Um, but, and uh, in the description of that character, um, one of the other characters from the movie, Woody, Woody Harrelson's character mentions that he's nowhere near being sweet at any, at any moment. Um, I just wanted to get your take, like you've obviously seen the movie. What did you think about his characterization? Because I'll 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 hear yours and then I'll tell you like my little ideas of of that character. Um, as far well, as like appearance, as far as appearance, um, you know the 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 fact that his name sounds like sugar. Like, what do you think? What do you think about that character? Well, like, I mean, like, not one. Like, I like I love this movie and I feel like I'm like, like I feel like students could probably watch. Like, it's kind of violent, but it's not like excessively to like. Uh, like, I don't really want to spoil some stuff in it, but thinking of his name, like, uh, the people that hire him go and mm-hmm. all get brutally murdered by him. And, like, just thinking of, like, the, I didn't make the connection with sugar before, but thinking, like, mm-hmm. okay, well, like, if you, like, if you use sugar, it's unhealthy for you. So, like, they end up, <laughs> they end up dying. <laughs> but, like, right. I also, I also can't, um, did you ever read the book that it was based off of? The Cormac McCarthy book? No, I didn't. I'm because only, remember I work backwards. Okay. I watch okay. the movies and then I'll read the book. But I've been looking for the book though. Because the the book actually isn't one of like I like not one of his at least like it's not as well known apart from like the fact that it became a movie. Um, right. And they don't like some things that they don't explain in the movie. They mm-hmm. give more of a background to that character. So that's why yeah. I'm like I'm like I. I don't want to like add that stuff to the movie because if the movie didn't, the movie is, a, is its own adaptation. It's not really going off. No, of... but go ahead, add it on there. Like, what what do we not know about this character? Like Anton Chigurh. As far as yeah, I as far um, as like his appearance and his and his demeanor. What, what do we a, not know? Uh, they mentioned that he was like uh, I think it's supposed to be like uh, like not Vietnam, but like he's supposed to be like a war vet. Mm. That. And that's like another like little 
like uh, detail they give where the in this movie in the movie it's just like you don't know what this guy is he's like right. this agent of chaos in the same way like the Joker is where or um, mm-hmm. or to use another Batman villain Two Face where he's using like he uses a coin basically to call whether he's going to kill someone or not right right, right. and the I fact that, that um, that he is like he, even though he does horrible acts of violence he's like incredibly repulsed by blood by gore to where mm-hmm. he kills someone in a scene and he like moves away to make sure his boots don't get blood on them, or that like right. that's one of the last images in the movie where you're supposed to wonder like oh did he kill this character or not and he checks his right. boots and that's like indicating like yeah he killed that character right right um yeah i i mean i'm surprised you kind of didn't hear or didn't make the connection to the the term like sugar but the thing that i got from it because in the movie, you're introduced to him, and then you have Woody Harrelson's character try to describe who this character is um, to Josh Brolin's character, um, whose name is um, Llewellyn Moss. It's like a, Moss. Yeah, uh, Llewellyn, Llewellyn yeah. Moss. Mm-hmm. Um, so even he has kind of like a, it. I mean, it's in that area, like it's kind of it's like a common name, but it sounds like a girl's name. You know what I mean? Okay. So with me, when I, when I was watching the movie, I just thought, you think mass murderer, you think, you know, crazy psychopath, like you think physically they would have that kind of appearance, like a, like a menacing appearance. Anton Sugar, like their direction where they were going with it, like his hairdo does not look like he, I mean, even for that time, it does not look like a scary it guy. Like, it looks like the Darth Vader helmet, but missing the face plate. <laughs> it, it does. It does. He's got like the bowl cut and it's like long black flowing hair. So there's that aspect to it where like appearance wise, he doesn't fit, you know, what he's supposed to be like how you're saying. Um, but a second thing that I thought was interesting was his like the, the, the overall, um, you know, little demeanor, the little things that he does. You mentioned the fact that uh, for killing a, a bunch of people, like he has this weird, like he wants to distance himself from like the dirtiness of killing where he doesn't want to dirty his boots. Um, and I think that's an interesting thing because it, it transfers over into his personality because he kills people. Um, so you would think like he'd just be, you know, a, you know, this crazy person who has, who follows no rules but he's got like a code to him he's got like this set of rules that if you don't abide by them well then you end up on you know the wrong side of of his of his character of his personality and yet if you do follow them where you know if if you thought about it you brought up how you don't know if he kills a character at the end of the movie he wouldn't have done that had um josh brolin's character given him the money like he said so there's these sets of rules that he follows. And at the end, it's kind of like, it's kind of a very, uh, I don't even know how you would say it. It's like, it's an inhumane way to have a conversation with the person you're about to kill. Basically what happens, and again, it's a spoiler. This movie came out, well, like in 2008? Uh, 2007. 2007. So it's an old movie too. So if you haven't seen it by now, I'm sorry, I'm kind of ruining it. Anton Sugar kills a guy but he kills him because of uh, the fact that he stole some money from him. Had, had, um, had that character, Josh Bowen's character, Luan, uh, Llewellyn Moss, given him the money, he would have just killed him and then stopped there. But, but he but says... I, you're ahead, remembering it a little bit wrong. Because, uh, am I? Yeah, because he doesn't kill that character. It's the uh, oh, cartel right. that goes and like like there's also right. comparing. But he was but he was he was still going to go. Yeah, and it, like but it also compares the, the type of violence in that movie where he right. is a more direct person. He apart from there's a scene like where a shootout in a neighbor like in a like in a street at night that there's collateral right. damage to it. But he normally just like there's like he's going after the one person and that's who he's right. It where one specific. Uh, where the scene that takes out one of the main characters is just like everyone is like right 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 yeah you're right you're right but the part i was like that i was trying to mention was the fact that he's dead all right like okay Mm -hmm. he's dead 
and he knows that he's dead. He could have just stopped there, picked up the money, gone, left, or whatever. But the fact that he, he keeps his promise to that character and says, if you don't give me this money, I'm going to go kill your wife. Like, I'm going to go find mm-hmm. her. I know where she's at, and I'm going to kill her. Well, he shows up right after their funeral or after the mom's, mom's funeral. funeral yeah. Or, yeah, after the mom's funeral, and he shows up there. And not only does he tell her, I'm only here because your husband didn't mm-hmm. give me what I asked for, but then he gives her like this weird like paradox where he tells her like everything that you've done in your life has led you to this moment. And she's got like this bewildered, like, don't do it like that. Like you're going to kill me, but don't, don't make it. And it sounds weird, but don't make it ugly. You know what I mean? Well, like, so he's, he, had, like, like he's got these weird little rules yeah, to him that yeah. like, I don't think any other, any other villain, like you can't even bring up like, sophisticated bond villains that have that kind of like structure to them does that make sense yeah no yeah no uh yeah like i i guess like i would put like i would have like a little bit different because also like i finished the tv show i mentioned in our off topic episode devs Mm -hmm. that kind of deals weirdly about like the same topic that that he that anton is bringing up to the wife talking about like basically like like well, this is this was all part of the this is all part of the plan. Like it was all determined long ago, and right. it led you to this. And like I, I'm thinking of like things that TV show brought up too. And I'm just like, I don't know if I like if the ending of No Country for Old if I read that ending the same way. But that's another topic for a different <laughs> different time. So, so you don't think he killed her or what? No, part no, no I know he killed him? her, but I don't think. Like the like, I I'm more on her side at the what what he's what she's telling him at the end. Like like, yeah, he has a code, but like there are things that she says. Like you knew if you you like like you already know if you're gonna kill me or not. Like I'm not gonna let you try to pass the blame off to the coin. Like no, like that is right. like you know this. You know if you're gonna do that. Like I'm not gonna give you that mm-hmm. out. Right. I read um, there was a study that had come out, I guess a bunch of um, um, psychiatrists, I guess. They did a study of like all villains and they were trying to see which villain um, accurately displays, you know, the attributes and the characterizations of, of a psychopath. And he's number one, like on that list. Like there's things, and I think there was like a breakdown of all the reasons why, um, but the thing that I, I, thought, I found was interesting was um, like even somebody like Hannibal Lecter, who kind of has, he kind of has like this code. Those but, tendencies, yeah. Yeah, those tendencies, but it doesn't. His is more of like a brutal version of a character. Like you, you can see the the intellect, but it 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 does have its moments where it's like, all right, like there's just there's no way a person could actually do that. There's nothing in No Country for Old Men that happens that you don't think could really happen. So I think that's kind of like an interesting thing too, that the fact that, you know, these, these college professors and psychiatrists have looked over different villains and he happens to be the one that is like portrayed accurately, like in, in real, in real form, like all of the, not only the physical uh, attributes, like the way he kind of smiles, he, he has that weird little grin to him, but just his demeanor where he kind of flip flops and goes back and forth between being somebody that you could, you know, possibly be neighbors with and then not really know that he is that crazy. Yeah. Well, it's like, um, like I was thinking of like characters that would be like kind of in the same way, um, mm-hmm. but still keeping of the direct and indirect characterization. Uh, right. Walter White from Breaking Bad, like mm-hmm. you, uh, the way that they character, and like I think this is actually an issue that gets brought up by like the fan base of that tv show there's a lot of people that will like continue to be like oh well walter white did it for his family because that's what he says the entire like until like the last episode of the show he says i'm doing this for my family and a lot of people can't get past that especially because like oh this character made me laugh at different times he's a funny character but Uh like when you see the way he is acting the things he's doing the weird like uh tick where whenever he kills a major character he like kind of adopts like a personality trait from an individual so like 
like mm-hmm. the first murder that he does, the um, the one in the basement, the the guy that he chains up there, like uh, yeah, he, yeah, the, the furniture salesman or whatever. Yeah, furniture salesman. Like that guy never like like he keeps at he asks uh, Walter like hey can you remove the crust off of the sandwiches and then from here on out Walter starts removing the crust off of the sandwiches the yeah, like there's yeah, different yeah. little things he picks up from every character um, mm-hmm. and like just the way like by the time you get to the end of that show like mm-hmm. the way that they have always shown Walter White throughout that show even though they haven't flat out like said like hey this guy is a monster he is a bad guy stop following him but you understand like right. oh this was always in him he was always a bad guy he was never right. in the right at any point in this show and mm-hmm. it's it kind of upsets me when people will continue to like make excuses or like they like a there's a huge side of like the breaking bad fan base that like hates skylar and like will go and say like this is the worst character i'm like no that character is having to deal with the fact that she's married to a maniac right but I mean, that's, that's like the cool thing about, and uh, that's the thing that I just, I, I try to like, you know, bring these topics up and I don't know if it's just, I, I'm not bringing it up the right way or if, if students just really don't understand it, but it's like the interesting part of like the storytelling of it. I always, you know, the, the biggest thing is when you're teaching like protagonist, antagonist, the biggest thing is you want to think the antagonist is the bad guy. Like that's the characterization. That's what we know about antagonists and protagonists. Protagonist is the good guy, antagonist is the bad guy. But that doesn't that doesn't always happen. You have the and I brought up that show before to to make my point. You don't root for that guy in real life. Like that's not somebody that you should really like look up to, you know. And he he is our protagonist, but he's not a good guy. Like he murders people. Um, he makes drugs, obviously, th- those drugs kill people. So if he's not physically like planning to, yeah. you know, violently kill somebody, he's doing it in another way. And both things play out in, in the episode because obviously he kills people. But then um, even Jesse's girlfriend, who, who is like dying right in front of him, he can save her because of her drug overdose. Um, but he just chooses not to and like lets her just kind of pass away in that, yeah. that gruesome way well like that show gives like kind of like their audience many times to be like hey are you still on his side now like he's right. just did this and like they continue to do that and that's why like i think i was getting i think like i'm watching the spinoff which i think actually might be a better tv show i agree i agree because like uh it's it's not the like we're the same way that in better call saul you're right. watching like there's an episode like they had the fifth season finale last night and there's a character. Okay, I'm not gonna, not gonna, not gonna, not gonna see any of it. <laughs> I'll just say that there's a there's a character that says like, "Why are you doing this?" And like they list all the things this character has done, and you should oh. be on that other character's side because they're like, "Yeah, this guy's making a great point," but the right. show because you like the characters, the other characters enough, you find yourself against them, and you're like, "Oh, I am rooting for the bad guy in the show." Okay, right. and. Yeah. But, like, Breaking Bad, I felt like a lot of fans were scared to admit that. So, like, uh-huh. they were constantly, like, making excuses for, like, yeah, no, he's not that bad of a guy. He's doing this. It's for, for the family, remember? It's for the family. And it's also, right. if, he, if he had insurance, none of this would have been a problem. But I'm like, no, like, they removed if that. He was a high-paid, if he was a high-paid teacher, <laughs> then this wouldn't have happened. But, like, they but removed... That's like the- Go, no, like go ahead, the, like the like because like his his like his former coworkers try to say like um the like uh like they're like hey we'll pay for all of your medical procedures and they're like well he he doesn't want to take that it's his pride gets in the way he uh like each time they give him an out he gets enough money but then he wants more money and then he wants even more money and then it just keeps right. progressing where and like when people continue to say like like do the joke about like oh yeah well this would have been solved if this tv show took place in another another country or anything like that i'm like no it's like that character that actual character was always compromised from the start of the show i think that's one of the interesting things you kind of have to like come to grips with when you find when you find yourself either rooting for a character like that like there's little things i mean stories can teach us a lot about ourselves but i don't think a lot of people want to admit that that they're following this, you know, power hungry, you know, really abusive and violent character because 
like what does that say about you you know what i mean like that's kind of like a weird thing that you have to kind of admit like we wanna like it should be nice that it's like we should follow this character and his struggle because originally it be it was for his family and that's an admirable like if you're gonna you know sell drugs why not have your family be the reason why you do it and you're trying to beat cancer and like there's a lot of admirable things as to why he becomes like this drug dealer but then at the end of the day like you got to really just kind of you know ask yourself like do you really believe he was a good guy before any of this and like how you said he brings it up at the end and it's something that you know people don't want to admit um and it's kind of the same kind of backlash that people had with the game of thrones uh ending um with what happens with um danny yeah and and i keep thinking i keep thinking like mind you i only became like a fan right as the last season was getting was was, are, was well, be, be, before was you spoil it are you about to spoil it because i know i actually have a few no, no. students that are like no, that are actually I'm gonna, watching <laughs> i'm not gonna spoil it but what i will say is i mean because if you haven't seen it by now you know the hate that's been going around all of social media um but the fact that you know this this show has like a really powerful and you know they're very um loyal fans like I remember talking to Ms. Portillo and Miss Curly because they're the ones who were like they were telling me like it's the eighth season or the the last season's gonna come out like you need to start watching it and I had always been like yeah like I'm not into like fan favorite stuff like because everyone's watching it like I don't think that it automatically makes something great so I started watching it and dude I binge watched that show like there was no tomorrow and like mind you there was times where like I was watching three episodes a day and this was like after work. So I was cramming in some, some major episodes. There was in between like once, I'm so glad I did it that way because between like, I think season six and seven, there was like a two year wait. Or yeah. I think it was that. like a two year, or a year and a half. Yeah. I have no idea how you would manage. Like, I don't know how you would do it, but because these fans are so involved with all these characters, um, you know, there's things that, th- that they bring up at the end, like, okay, so you were okay with this character doing this horrible thing. And you were okay with this character do this, doing this. Like, he lists all the different things. And again, I'm not spoiling it, but I'm also not really saying anything at the same time. But it just, it amazes me why there's so much hate on that last season, other than production stuff. Like, those are things that, like, okay, like, we're going to ignore, like, the Starbucks coffee on set. But every part of that show has things that characters don't normally do. You know what I mean? Or I, the expectation is not what you wanted it to be. The way the wed ready, the way the wed red, red. wedding sets up. Yeah. I couldn't say it. Um, it just sets up like there's this, everything is going right for this one character. And all of a sudden that episode happens and like, it was terrible when it happened, but then you get over it. So I, like, I don't understand why, why people were wanting the ending they wanted like i would just say comparing comparing this tv show to breaking bad where like you're following a character that might not have the greatest intentions i don't Mm -hmm. think i feel like the issue with with uh game of thrones which i think is like the ending's fine like i can justify it like as a like a story standpoint but i think Mm -hmm. the show occasionally didn't it didn't do right by the way that like they want to say like hey because this character did this and this you cheered then but it like why did like but i'm like yeah but the show also cheered then like there was never a point where where another character like looked at her or like whatever and like said like really you're doing this they were like everybody's like oh this is amazing no go back and rewatch it I'm telling you, there there are moments where like people obviously not I'm not and I'm not I'm not saying he or she Mm -hmm. because you're giving stuff away there too. Uh, All all I'm saying is in the moments where a character does terrible things, there are little hints where characters are saying they probably shouldn't have done that, and it it kind of feeds into like this ego, and I I think. As weird as it sounds, like I think season eight, and again, 
you might say that the writers and the directors, like they were trying to rush through mm -hmm. it. They were trying to do their Star Wars movie, which ended up getting canceled anyways. So that like you, you, you could say whatever, but I think the point of that series, the whole thing is that there is disappointment and things don't happen the way you want to, even if the entire show has led you to think this is going to happen. Yeah. It doesn't because everything in that show says Ned Stark should be the guy. And in season one, you find out he is not the guy. Season two, you start to see that his son should be the guy. And yeah. then there's the setup again. Like, I think, I think that whole, I think if you stop fighting the fact that, that the theme of the show is disappointment and not living up to your characterization and your fulfillment and your potential, I think if you get, if you can accept that, I think the season eight becomes a much more enjoyable show because that's how I took it. And I don't mind, I don't mind the way that the story went. There's things that I would have liked to have happened, but because they didn't, I'm not upset at that. I'm not upset that they broke some of those molds. I like, I, like without like staying on Game of Thrones, I want to like compare it to like, and I guess like we're nearly probably like nearing an hour of this, so like it will be like my right. last example. Um, uh -huh. So like the same like uh, criticisms of Game of Thrones was shared by one of my favorite TV shows, and I brought it up before on this podcast, uh, Lost, and Lost did a, a yeah. lot of things where like I mentioned John Locke, uh, they have characters named after philosophers. So we have John Locke, uh, Jeremy Bentham, uh, Rousseau, we have Hume, we have so many random mm -hmm. just like, okay, and they're supposed to be like, well, how does this philosopher work? And, and some of those work out better than others. There's like, if you read up on these different philosophers, they're talking about free will, determinism, right. all these different things that are brought up by that show, but occasionally the characters right. that they bring up and like, that makes no sense for that character to be named that, whatever. Mm -hmm. But, um, as the show goes on, um, and this is usually like lumped in with like criticism about J.J. Abrams, where they're talking about like, oh, the, the whole mystery box where he sets up a bunch of mysteries and doesn't really know how to end them. Where Lost, right. actually, like to a degree, apart from a few like random weird mysteries that go nowhere, but they drop before the end, mm -hmm. it solves everything. But then the show keeps going and it's about like, it turns out to be a show about these characters that you really like. And like the mystery of the island or whatever is going on is weird, but it doesn't, it also doesn't really matter in the end. Like the last, the last 30 mm -hmm. minutes of the series finale is about mm -hmm. like what happens to these characters now. Like what, right. like it gives an epilogue in a way. And I think people hated that, that it was mm -hmm. like, they're like, really? We, we, we cared for six years about what the whispers were or what was going on? What was the giant statue, the four-toed statue of? And it's like, yeah, that doesn't really matter because it doesn't really matter. And it's like, the, none of the answers we give will at all really, really matter. Yeah. And people hated it at the time. And then later on, Damon Lindelof, who was one of the main writers of the show, made Leftovers, which without spoiling that, literally gives no answers at all to what happens. But it also gives the greatest answer of what happens. It is a, mm. it is this remarkable, like Leftovers is about the show, a, sh a show that's basically like the rapture, 3% of the world disappears. It right. is incredibly hard to watch right now. So don't watch right. it now. But right. it's a, I was telling you that I, I was going to start picking it up again. And you're like, no, no, don't do that at all. Yeah, and I was like, you're right. You're yeah, right. do not watch that show now. But, um, <laughs> and it's because it's about a character's dealing with grief, but like there's a, bunch of different like ideas like talking about like well if this occurred does this mean that there is a like like absolute power or that there's heaven or like what happens and the show to the point where the song for the credits for season two literally is let the mystery be and it's just like it's just like yeah it doesn't really matter it's like none of this is going right. to it's not gonna like if we answer it it's not gonna answer the questions for these characters it what, doesn't what year did what year did Lost end? I think it ended about 10 years ago now. I think it ended in 2010. Yeah, 2010. So, it's so like there was still social media and stuff like that. Yeah, no, it, it, was, it was starting up at that point. Like if Lost ended yeah. now, it would like, have been as like a bad 
as Game of Thrones, where right. people just went. Because um, Lost started a bunch of things. They, it was one of the first podcasts, actually. The creators would, would just talk about, like, the episodes that were airing. They would right. give, like, sneak peeks. Um, they had one of the first, like, ARGs, which is, like, a you, like, would go on to a weird website and, like, try to document all of this. And because of that, people started thinking, caring more about this weird mystery than like well what is John Locke why does he think he's important to the point where there is I'm not going to spoil this because it is the one of the greatest tv episodes it's just it's the fourth episode of Lost it's titled mm -hmm. Walkabout it is about John Locke and the you're watching it and you're focusing on all the wrong things the first time and then when mm -hmm. the twist happens you're like oh and like it completely opens your mind about that character. What does this character mean mm -hmm. to the show, and what is mm -hmm. possible on the show? So, in in your expression, right when you talk, like I feel like you could go on another hour just on that. Oh yeah, no, no, I like lost. I I mean, I have like dude, you lit up as soon as you thought of it. You're like, it is the greatest. Like your smile was just like yeah, no, like overly I, exaggerated. I'm li like I'm listening to a podcast that's they're going through every episode of Lost right now, uh -huh. and actually like I think I even funded it on Patreon. On, so like every four episodes I get to hear my name get read out in the in the credits <laughs> so I'm like oh, okay um yeah and I, my name was actually read in the walkabout episode so I'm happy like that was like really? the, the podcast for that I'm like I'm like yep I I made it as a like in life <laughs> that is my absolute favorite hour of tv but there's so many little details that again we were talking about direct and indirect to try to get onto the actual topic again right uh, there's it all matters. That, oh yeah, no, all connected. There's all like all the stuff that they're telling you about this character, and you're learning more and more, and you're like, what is this guy's deal? What is what is going on with his character? And then at the end, you they reveal something, and you're like, I didn't pay attention to any of the stuff that set this up. And you go wow. back and you're like, you're like, oh man, like they set this up from the very first frame mm -hmm. that there is this thing that this reveal. And mm -hmm. like Whenever I tell people like to watch Lost, they always say like, oh, I heard the ending is terrible. I'm like, not really, like it's not that, like. Right. Uh, but I tell them like, look, watch the first four episodes. You're gonna watch the pilot, which is a two hour episode, like episode, so it's like part one, part two. You watch mm -hmm. an episode that's not very good. The, the third episode isn't a great episode of television, but the right. fourth episode is the one where you're like, oh, this is what the show's about, cool. And like, you understand that show based off that one character and, the stuff that that episode sets up pays off at the end of the series. Like, it's remarkable. I love that. Like, really? I feel like the things that I heard about Lost could exactly be, like, what's, what's said about, like, Game of Thrones. I mean, I'm pretty sure you've seen all of the memes where it's, like, they'll bring up something, and it's, like, remember when you thought this was going to be something important? And then they show, like, a picture of, like, the director or the writer, and they're, like, yeah, we forgot all about that. Like, that meme is, like, prevalent all over the internet like even now like it's been a year since the show's been over and I still see people like complaining about things that they didn't that they didn't get necessarily answers to and from what I I what I've heard about Lost is it's like there was major like plot points that were just completely ignored like stuff was like it was like season by season stuff didn't make sense or didn't connect or didn't finish or didn't it, end or something like, like that it, like it like I think it's actually that like the same thing of Game of Thrones like they do resolve I would say like 80% of like the mysteries on that show because there's some right. that like they weren't able to where like uh like an actor just didn't want to be on the show anymore and like that character yeah. was being set up to be like a big character so they're like they're uh -huh. like uh well we have to kill you off i guess so like that character just like storyline gets set up and you're like oh this is gonna be amazing and immediately killed off I'm, oh okay well that's weird um right. and there's this episode of tv which is awful like it's in season three and it's just like we're like well, I guess let's talk about this character's tattoos for an hour. So they have like a whole flashback about why this character gets tattoos. And it's the worst mm -hmm. hour of TV to the point where Damon Lindelof, again, the co-creator, went to ABC right. and said like, look, we need you to tell us, to give us an end date because we cannot continue making the show. Yeah. <laughs> like you need and to let us wrap things up or we're going to yeah, have more episodes like this. Yeah. And I mean, that, that that's part of like the character, that's part of the storytelling too. You know what I mean? Like, if you're being, you know, um, if you're being pushed by the, the company or you're basically like what's funding 
you know, your production, if they're telling you like, oh, we need to make this like run on like way more seasons, I feel like you run into the problem like that all shows get. Like you can go on forever because people are attracted to the story that you're going to tell or you can find a way to just kind of end it, which is has always been my thing about, um, you know, shows like Breaking Bad where Vincent Gilly was just like, I'm going to tell the story in five seasons and that's it. Like there's no amount of money. You can't pay me to do more. Like this is the story. This is as far as I can stretch it. But because then you have like issues of like, how I met your mother and that show was amazing for like the first seven half and seasons. Then <laughs> yeah for like the first seven seasons but then it should have ended I think the the producers of it and the, the story writers were like saying we wanted it to end either after season six or seven and that the, the whole thing was going to wrap up but the network was like we can pay you way more money and then you know creatively or you know you as a person you're like well I want to make more money you know if that's you know, if that's something that, that concerns you. So then they made it, I think they made it last, like, I think four it was like more 10, seasons after I think that. 10 or 11. Yeah. yeah. And they're terrible. <laughs> like, all of, like, the quirkiness and, like, how they, they would set up a joke, like, in season one, and then, like, that joke would, like, find itself, you know, throughout the first seven seasons. But, like, the last four, they just got rid of all of those things. There was no, none of these episodes had those little hints or those references to themselves. And I think that's what makes or made that show really great and it's the same thing that happened with archer like archer has gone nowhere oh yeah because like, 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 like the last four seasons are in his head right yeah they're all in his head because he's in a coma but and he <laughs> should have died by the way in in the season before but going back to the the concept and this this will be the last thing mm -hmm. that i say um one of my favorite shows um you know and it it, it comes really close to being up there with like breaking bad um game of thrones better call saul um was the wire okay my dad my dad has been in the military was in the military for 11 years and has been in corrections so my dad's always done something you know um like law related or you know structured um so he actually got me into the show uh many years ago when i was younger um the show is about uh drug dealers in um, Baltimore so the setup of this show and, and going back to the like the characterization the, the whole show kind of revolves around the rules of the street the rules of law um, the rules of how you conduct yourself at work how you conduct yourself amongst your friends like that's what I feel like that show is mainly about well in comparing the, the character that I brought up at the beginning Anton Sugar there's this character named Omar Little. Have you ever seen the show, The Wire? Yes, yeah, but I'm like, I'm, I, I, I think I've, I've seen like, like the first half of season one. I really like it, but for some reason, it something always comes up, and I'm like, well, now I should probably watch it. So, yeah, no, I mean, they're long episodes too. They're about an hour or so too. I'm not, I won't ruin it because I was, I was. That's why I asked because mm -hmm. I, I was literally about to ruin it. But there's a character on the show, and he's kind of. He compares, or at least in my mind, I think of him as, as an Anton Sugar kind of character where he is not a drug dealer himself, per se, but he steals drugs from drug dealers. Mm. So he's kind of got this like Robin Hoodie, you know, kind of like characterization, but his name is Omar Little. Now, I don't usually like to think too much into like the concept of, of like naming, but the fact that his last name is little, you know, small, insignificant, is kind of an ironic name for him because one, his characterization, the way he looks, like he looks like a guy you want to be around. He's got a massive scar. And again, this is like the actor actually had this physically, like, you know, he has this scar. It's not like they decided to... Um, the makeup. Um, yeah, right. They, did, they didn't decide to give him that makeup, that look. But... He's got this massive scar going across his face, which honestly, funny enough, he was supposed to be in um, Solo. Yeah, he was supposed he to be the was, bad guy in that. Yeah. Right. So perfect bad guy, by the way. But anyways, um, so the fact that his name is Omar Little, like, in it, like you get this idea that he shouldn't be this important character. Well, through all five, five seasons, in all five seasons, he plays this like very, he doesn't come out a lot. Because there'll there'll go there'll be like an episode or like six episodes where you don't see him at all, and then all of a sudden he'll just pop back up. So I think it's interesting that he's got like this dynamic where he's got a set of rules, 
Yes, he's a criminal. Um, yes, he kills people. Yes, he steals from drug dealers, but he's got like this code and he keeps bringing it up. And there's like this fan base attached to that character where, you know, he has his own Facebook page, his own Instagram account and all that. But everything revolves around like the expressions and the words that he would say. He's got like an insight to like life that everyone, I think a lot of his fans, um, you know, just kind of relate to. So in, in dealing with that, that idea, throughout the whole season or out throughout the whole series, he's important, but not important at the same time. And I think it's, it's interesting that such a, a great character um, who has, you know, memorable lines and uh, memorable moments in the, in the show, you know, he, his name is Omar Little, you know, where it's wouldn't be as, as significant as you would think. And then I'm not going to say, but at the end of the, yeah, but at the, you know, at the end of the show, you're kind of left like, was he really all that important in a way because of, of what happens to him? But um, yeah, I, I would suggest you try to you try to watch that show. But that was my comparison. Like, that's the way I kind of I wanted to wrap it up because of mm-hmm. the, the character I brought up at the beginning and and the character that I brought up at the end that they, they share that same kind of uh, characterization. The only difference being is Omar Little, when you look at him. Like you know, like this dude is is for real, you know. Um, and with Anton, you're not you're not really sure with what you're looking at. Okay. Um, Personality-wise, I think there's yeah. a comparison there. Um, like I'll, I'll say this really like super fast. We can sign off because like we're recording this episode uh, later than we normally do. So like it's like right. <laughs> um, uh, like if if you guys have time and like you can probably watch the first two seasons because the first two seasons were on. Uh, we're on ABC, so they're not very, they're not, there's nothing too horrific or anything in it. One of my favorite mm-hmm. shows is Twin Peaks. It is, it is a show where the opposite of what happened on Lost is also on ABC. So uh, ABC basically wanted Lost to run on forever without answering anything. They made right. uh, the show's creators solve a, a like, it's like the show starts off with like a murder. This girl right. is found and they, and like they never, the creators of the show never wanted to solve the mystery because they just thought it was more interesting to like keep introducing these other characters and getting to know them and like the weird things that how they portray themselves is also not how they actually are. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the same thing with names where there's a character, there's a sheriff named uh, Sheriff Truman, and you're supposed to be like, he is a decent guy. He is a true right. man there. Um, right. Right. But like, that show, as it goes on, it continue. It starts like they made them solve the mystery, and the moment they made they solved the mystery of who killed the person, the show went off the rails completely. Uh huh. Um, Lynch came, is David Lynch. Yeah, he, like David yeah, Lynch? I love David Lynch's movies because there's no way you can explain them at all. There's nothing, no actual concrete information you can get from any of his movies. But right. um, the the show basically it came back for like a revival like two years ago on Showtime. Uh-huh. And right. it's dealing with like, okay, well, like your everyone's favorite character, the main character of the show is uh, Detective Dale Cooper, and he's mm. supposed to be like this, like uh, like great guy. He is like he's always like trying to do the best thing possible, but mm. since the end of ending of the original show, he is he's been replaced with like a doppelganger who is evil, and mm. so you're watching this character wearing his face doing horrible things and a bunch of different like doppelgangers of that same character start popping up and it's dealing with like kind of like how like you're like you want to see this character but it's not the character you want and he keeps doing weirder and weirder like either evil things or really weird things the two mm-hmm. copies and then finally the show pays off with like near the end we're like oh thank god the character that i want to see is back and like it was just, that was all rambling but uh twin peaks it's a good show yeah I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I like, I, and I, it was something I was going to bring up at the beginning, again, um, without going into too much characters, there's always like the characters of three, right? Like the Ethos, Pathos, Logos mm-hmm. character. There's always like, think about any of like Bob's Burgers or think about any, you know, the Simpsons, any characters that are in, like in groups of three, you always have like the leader character, you always have the emotional one, and then you always have like the silly one. And that's Star something Trek. that I bring up to, right. That's the same thing that I bring up to my students when I'm talking about like characterization and how 
characters can fit those roles. If you find those groups of three, you always have that. Harry Potter. Then you have Ron, or what's his name? Ron. Yeah, Ron Weasley. Weasley. And then you have Hermione. Hermione. You have the leader, the goofy one, the smart one. Like, you always have, like, you know, the the three appeals in, in those characters. So I thought that was also something worth mentioning as briefly as I did. It's a good episode. Um, yeah, hey. Um, well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back on Friday with like an, another off-topic episode with our guests. Do we know I who probably, that is? I should, uh, it was Mr. Lopez and Mr. Favela. I need to text both of them. So there's that. So we haven't messaged them yet. I haven't, I haven't messaged them yet. I'm uh, going to spring this on. <laughs> we might have Miss Choi back, guys. <laughs> we, we might we, last-minute <laughs> replacement. <laughs> Just like, uh, well, we'll have a rerun on that episode. Just like, another, like all right. right. Uh, well, guys, I hope you guys are staying uh, safe, staying healthy at home. Um, if you have any questions for us, you can reach us via our email or Twitter or yep. uh, Remind. Um, continue to have a great week. Yep.